Welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ, and this week we rounded up the gang, grabbed our whips, and checked into a haunted hospital for criminals. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Now, last week we released the puppet action drama... Animated. Animated. Still animated, yeah. Yep, film. uh, Island Bloody Justice. Uh, now I have a I have a report for you. So here's yep. what happened. Um, when we went to production for this film, I decided that it was great. Well, we should get a sponsor on board to try and offset the costs of this film. Production costs were quite high on this huge, one. Huge, huge. Yeah. Because uh, we obviously, as we mentioned last week, we just wanted a holiday in the Caribbean, as do as does any other film production that takes their uh, production to an exotic locale. Um, so I thought, great. What's the best? What's the best possible company to get on board to sponsor this film um, to get it across the line? And I thought, let's get a company to sponsor the puppets themselves. Okay, yeah. So I contacted uh, what is, I know we're based in Hollywood, but I contacted Australia's greatest um, linen and material supplier, Lincraft. And I said to them, look, we're making this film. Uh, we need someone to sponsor us for the cost of the felt. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, sure. And they were like, great, we'll do it. So I was like, Awesome. So we booked our flights. We went over there. The thing is, they sent a Lincraft rep with uh, with the production as well. And at every corner, they started changing things. They oh, started tweaking the script. They sort of started saying stuff like, you know, if you just dropped in a like uh, a crate here with the Lincraft logo on it, um, we'll give you an extra twenty thousand dollars. And I was like, sure, that would be great. But they kept doing this really, over and over again. Because, well, like, Lincraft is just, like, arts and crafts, yeah. supplies, materials, yep. scissors, yep. sequins, and yeah. needles and threads. You really wouldn't have thought they'd send, like, an A-class negotiator... I know. ...to, like, weasel, like, every tiny little bit out of their deal. Exactly. Like, the film's still called Island Bloody Justice, right? It's it not, is. It's not like Lincraft presents Island Bloody Just- well, Justice. Well, here's so. the thing. I mean, we retain the original name of the film, but it is just an hour and a half worth of ad for oh, Lincraft. <laughs> but the good news is the Pepsi Corporation has decided to to remake the ad as an actual film. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to recoup our costs. So, we, I mean, we only put it on YouTube then as an <laughs> yes, ad for Lincraft. As an ad for Lincraft. And the Pepsi Corporation has picked it up. <laughs> yes. I mean, the only thing I really care about is like, have we broken even or at least made some sort of profit from this or? Uh, it's looking like we're actually going to make a little bit of a profit oh, on that's it. that's all i want to hear yeah. don't, don't care about really yeah, yeah. if if our brilliant idea doesn't see the world <laughs> as a fully f- fledged feature film yep. which was initially conceived no. so long as our our gems of ideas yep. are still rolling in the revenue Pe- pepsi has taken that film and they're making something amazing out of it and uh, it looks like a little bit of revenue is going to come our way nice. as the like nice, 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 nice. original ideas men i don't know <laughs> what what kind of credit we'd have on that but anyway that's island bloody justice all right on to this week in trailers first up for you today is the sisters brothers a a darkly comic western film i guess yeah Um, i suppose you describe it that way yeah directed by or sort of containing a trio of jays actually yeah so we've got jacques audiard you say you say trio there's actually four of them if you're including the director quadrilogy yeah. Uh, so Jacques Audiard, I apologise to you, Jacques, if I'm pronouncing I your name wrong. Again, when it's French, I don't think you put the S on the end, so it's just Jacques. Okay. Jacques Audiard. Fair enough. Jean C. Rally. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Again, not not bad to have pronounced an accent, because if you're and- reading it, it's just Joaquin. <laughs> and um, Jake Gyllenhaal. 
<laughs> um, yeah, so apparently everyone who's starring in this film had to have their name beginning with a J with for a J, some yeah. reason. Yep, uh, contractual obligation there. Uh, so this film um, seems to be... So it's centred around the brother's sisters, the... Uh, no, no, are, the, the sister's brothers. The sister's brothers, sorry. So, so their surname is Sisters. Sisters, yes. And there's two of them, and John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix. And like, we are brothers, our surname is Sisters, so we are the Sister's Brothers. Yes. Um, again for comic effect comic hilarity ensues uh, and they seem to be on the trail of a person a chemist yeah someone who has, who's wronged them I believe I don't really know yeah. why they're after them they, well no it seems like this chemist has developed some kind of way to detect gold in riverbeds through a chemical substance that's poured into the river yeah um, and then this causes all the gold to like shine and sparkle under the water uh, I don't know I think that's why is is that why it? they're after? Because again, they they do say that they're hired gunmen. They are assassins. Yeah. This is what they do. Uh, it, maybe they've been contracted to find this guy. Yeah. Um. Either way, um. John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix then sort of find um a guy whose name we assume starts with J. I don't know who the actor <laughs> is. And Jake Gyllenhaal. And they have this very sort of like you know where the bounty hunters hunting the people down in the wild west. Yeah. Um. It's very dark and then also sort of lightly comedic as well. Yeah. Um, it the, looks really good, to be honest. Yeah, it does. It's sort of got uh, a sort of hints of Tarantino in there. Hints of Coen Brothers. The hints of the Coens, yeah. I mean, if, if you actually took True Grit and gave it the sort of the tongue-in-cheekedness of the big Lebowski, yeah, yeah. you kind of sort of see where this kind of film might sit in the scheme of things. Exactly. So there's a little bit of bumbling action with the brothers themselves, uh, a little bit of sort of... Uh, comic relief in I mean Jake Gyllenhaal kind of plays it like really seriously but I think as a result it also comes off as kind of funny as well um, whereas the brothers themselves are a bit looser a bit more yeah. bumbly stumbling around um, it's, yeah it looks really good I'm pleasantly surprised actually <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a, a western film I also said that this had just a hint of Blazing Saddles in there as well um, I just feel like we haven't had a good like Western, we haven't had a good Western for a little while yeah. now, and we definitely haven't had a good Western comedy for well, a Seth long MacFarlane while. Seth MacFarlane tried a million ways to die in the West, yeah. which was a really bad film. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you say that we are not going to talk about it that much. There's another film that's coming out called Damsel. The yes. trailer came out this week. Also, sort of a slightly uh, comedic uh, Western yeah. period piece with yep. um, uh, Mia Wakasowski <laughs> and Wasikowski um, and. Uh, um, Twilight Man, what's his name? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yep. And again, I mean, it's too similar to this film to really talk about it uh, as it is, well. Yep. But they're trying, apparently. Period piece thing, westerns yeah. are, I mean, yeah. They're in vogue, I guess. <laughs> but anyway. All right, on to trailer number two, which is Hotel Artemis, uh, directed by Drew Pierce, And this is his first film actually this yeah. is his directorial debut uh he also wrote it uh, and has been mostly renowned for writing various other screenplays over the years uh, i think he did iron man 3 and some other marvel junk yes um so this uh the the premise for this film is jodie foster runs a sort of secret hospital for criminals um and it's not sort of a, a, a hospital where you know, once criminals are arrested, they go to get to, fi- to get fixed, rather. No. Uh, it's a hospital where criminals who have escaped or are on the run from a particular crime and have been shot or otherwise maimed can go there for sort of like a no-questions-asked uh, service. Kind of yeah. like that hotel in John Wick. In John Wick, I was yeah. going to say the same thing. There's a little bit of an amnesty there. Yes. Um, and she's got a series of rules that are up in the corner. Yep. Um, the hotel itself has a very sort of... Um, Art Nouveau 1930s yeah. uh, architecture, but has obviously been a hundred years since it was built, so it's a little bit grimy. It's yep. a little bit run yep. down, very dark and gritty. 
And I think the premise for this is that uh, a whole bunch of criminals from various separate endeavours have all landed at the hotel at at one time yeah. and all seem to be sort of playing off against each other and yeah. trying to one-up each other and uh, Jodie Foster sort of in the middle going, hey, guys, please don't shoot yeah, each other. Yeah, there's rules. I, I think uh, from, from the what sort of seems like someone's betrayed a member of the the LA underbelly yes. um who is the the criminal wolf or something like that played by yep. Jeff Goldblum and has seeked amnesty there but got Jeff Goldblum sort of says your rules don't apply to me i am the big bad wolf yeah, i'm going to yeah. huff and puff yep. and uh action and hilarity ensues yeah. again it feels Tarantino meets Wes Anderson. Yeah, so the, it does, the, the the like the kind of aesthetic style of it sort of feels very Wes Anderson, and the yeah. the graphic violence slash comedy feels very tar- Tarantino. Yes. So Tarantino's had his hands in a lot of these yeah. films this week. I mean, he's it's been when was when was Reservoir Dogs? Was the oh, early nineties? Yeah. So he's he's been influencing films for almost thirty years, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, so yeah. there's a new batch of directors who have sort of taken upon themselves to go. Here are the directors that I like. Yep, and uh, and mimic their style. There we go again. Looks really, really good. Really, yeah. really fun. It's got a like an all star cast of, uh, what you said, Jodie Foster, Jeff Goldblum, yep. Charlie Day, Charlie Day, the uh, Mummy, whatever her name is, Sophia Butler, B- Butler, yeah. Yep. Um, there's a whole bunch of people, and apparently, um, Zachary Quinto's in it. Although yep. I didn't actually see him in the trailer, he, g- so. he gets an and credit, so he'll um, be in it for like ten minutes. Yeah. So I mean, again, from a, a debut director, hmm. uh, we can only hope that it's good. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, from it's the got, trailer, so got some style. It's got some sort of witty repartee between the characters, uh, and it's got Jodie Foster, and you can't really go wrong with that, can you? Who knows. <laughs> Anyway, all right, on to trailer number three, and we have Down a Dark Hall, uh, based on a young adult uh, teen horror novel, I believe, yeah. um, and starring Uma Thurman and various young actors who yeah. I've forgotten the names of right yeah, now. Yeah, but I mean, you recognize the young actor's face. She was in. Bridge to Terabithia. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And uh, what was the other one? The Way, Way Back. Yep. Um, and uh, this kind of like, you, there's a, a bunch of young troubled teen girls are taking into a dilapidated manner yes. um, as a sort of a correctional thing. And the moment they walk in, I'm just like, there's supernatural overtones. Yeah. And then as it transpires, there's areas of the house that are allowed to visit. Um, yep. There's uh, weird creatures who they see shadows of at night. Uh, the One of the girls starts behaving... Um, yeah, as if they're possessed. Or, yes, and yeah. then it turns out there's another realm and things are crossing over. Yep. Um, I mean, the, the big thing, the big title or the big uh, text that comes up is from the producers of the Twilight Saga. Yep. And uh, it kind of feels a lot like that. It kind of feels a little bit Harry Potter-ish as well, where there's like an unknown yeah. manner and these kids are entering. Um. Uh, there was uh, what I actually okay. watched the film for it. Yep, the Vampire Academy. Oh gosh, um, what were you watching that for? I don't know. I actually didn't hate the film so much. <laughs> I, I never read read the book, but it was a competently made film with yeah, somewhat enough. interesting characters and a bit of a twist at the end. This, but this it, could be that. And I mean, it's just it is just latching on to some mildly successful yep. teen supernatural yep. Twilightish book yep. and churning out a film for it. I imagine there's probably about a dozen books in the in the series, yeah. and they won't ever make it past the first film. Probably like. When would Twilight came out? Two thousand and five, two thousand and six. They have well and truly missed yeah. the bandwagon on this. Twilight one. and uh, the Harry Potter films are the only sort of recent books that I can remember that had the full conversion to films. Hunger Games. Uh, oh yeah, Hunger Games as well. Yeah. That, yeah, but that's about it. A lot yeah. of the other ones that sort of had their sort of like we're going to be the next Harry Potter, and then they just piddle out after one. Having film, said that, maybe the, two. the Maze Runner has given it a good. Crack. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they got up, well. They've got up to three out of the yeah. four books. Yeah. Who knows if they'll make it to the full <laughs> set? The actors will probably about be about thirty five. 
by yep. the time yep. they get there. Uh, so now, I mean, you mentioned Harry Potter and, and the Twilight films. This film does hit the horror motifs quite hard. Yeah. There's a lot of like jump scares, intense jump scares, dark. Uh, so it's nothing like Twilight per se. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting too. The director is uh, again, apologies for pronunciation, Rodrigo Cortez, uh, who directed Buried, the film with Ryan Reynolds, yeah. um, with him just buried in a coffin for most of the film exactly a very that, intense psychological kind of thriller that one it's kind of weird to see that intense psychological nature <laughs> in what should be just like a, a kid's teeny film but yeah, yeah. you know if it's uh, I think you described it as like a gateway horror it's, yep. it's your my first horror film that's right yeah um, it is where it's sort of you know if you like this you can go on to the more sort of hardcore right, yep. stuff but this, this one's got at least <laughs> this is a, the taster this is the first hit yeah uh, nice and friendly um, but then you'll go on to the harder stuff as well um, speaking of Buried I, I believe like a little piece of trivia about that film is that um, Ryan Reynolds, a few of his takes were so believable that the cast thought he was legitimately in trouble um, during some of it because they, I think they did bury him in a coffin for most of the film. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if we can expect Anna Sophia Robb to go through the exact same turmoil. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, in some of those shots, she's legitimately being attacked by a flock of bats that are bursting through a window. That's right, yeah. And whilst it looks painfully CG'd, they're actual real bats. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it does look, again, like a terrible, Hollywood yeah. grab for money. Uh, yeah. um, we can't, we, we can't we blame them. Yeah, we, we can't love. blame them, but we won't watch it. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> All right, so those are the three trailers for this week's episode. But before we do anything with them, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room. Let's go. Um, all right, let's do a little bit of a recap yes. so we can. Uh, I, I believe I chose last week to you did indeed. to because it so sorely needed to be better. The happy time murder <laughs> just like just really <laughs> needs to be better. Yeah. Um, uh, so it is your turn this week. Yes. So we have a um, slightly comedic uh, western period film. Yep. We have a slightly comedic uh, criminal. Uh, I don't even know criminal amnesty, some sort of building, maybe. Sure, I don't know. It's it's got that quick crime, rep- crime action, stylistic crime action, yep. comedy, and we have a teen supernatural, uh, angsty jump scare horror. Yep. Okay. Uh, interesting selection this week. Interesting pick of. Uh, of they're films. definitely not a- films we've done before. No, they're- they aren't. Um, but I feel. What's uh, brewing in my bones is a combination okay, of two, yep. and I really want to do a western with horror motifs. Oh, yeah. so you're, you're going for the the Jonah Hex? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but the, not as shit as that. What was the other one? There was a a preachery <laughs> one with uh, Paul Bettany, and yep. he was hunting vampires yep. in a post apocalyptic western yep. future. Yep. But the, um, the point is, there's not many of them. But no. I think that the audience is crying out for uh, something that's uh, western. Uh, period. Uh, and horror film. I can do another one. So yep. I can name three. Wesley Snipes was in another <laughs> one, like The Gallo Man. Oh, he yep. was a vampire in the yeah, Wild yeah, West. Yep. Um, Does Wild Wild West count? That we could do Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. Um, it definitely had mechanical spiders. I'm not sure of supernatural <laughs> overtones to it. No. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm taking uh, The Sisters Brothers and uh, jamming it with Down a Dark Hall. Uh, but we'll mostly go for the Western... I like it. The uh, Western, it was yeah. St- still keep it a little bit lighthearted as well. A little bit lighthearted, yeah. So, yeah. But not, not to the same degree as like the scary movies of the world. We're not going down parody. No, no. Just a tiny hint just of a levity. Tiny just, of, yeah. a, just a drop of it in there. Just to sweeten the waters, the muddy waters of despair and horror. Now, you see a lot of American Westerns. Yes. 
like with the the gold rush, um, yep. there is quite a bevy of Australian history in the Ooh. same period. Yeah, where you have bush rangers, yep. you still have the cops, you still have the 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 outlaws yep. robbing trains and yep. holding up banks. And do yep. we want to go Australian with this one? Oh, we absolutely do. We've got to go sort of uh, look at our own roots every now and then. Exactly, you know? and that's nice being in the lush. Beverly Hills. And I think we do officially apartment. have to make films here every once in a while That's to right, keep yeah. getting our tax breaks. So <laughs> Exactly. Um, all right. So this is set in Australia yep. in like the 1850s. Yep. Perfect. Uh, there's a, a very famous Australian outlaw called Ned Kelly yes. who's sort of around that sort of time. We won't we won't be using no. e- existing like this is, you know, someone no. someone similar. Yeah, the Kelly le- family. Legally distinct yeah, from the uh, Kelly family probably still exists somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So we won't uh, bother go but, chasing know, the right. He, he famously made like a, a suit of iron armor yes. so he could sort of like rob people and yeah. um if it was eventually gunned down but took quite a lot of bullets in the meantime. Quite a so, lot, yeah. Um yeah, I think uh, you know that that sort of thing can sort of creep in. You got, you know, that um supernatural knights versus demons sort yeah, of like yeah, thing yeah. going on so that can sort of like creep in here a little bit he, as well yeah i oh does this mm, maybe we should have like a version of like the knights templar for australia oh, right. okay so maybe like a uh, a secret collection of bush rangers like a secret uh, cabal of bush rangers who act as kind of like the knights templar of the bush rangers oh, of I australia think, i mean they, they probably could be knights templar as well because i mean oh, yeah. okay. the, the, Australian the, branch. the templar knights were all sort of very european yep and then you have these people who centuries later have fallen on hard times and sent across as convicts yep and become bush, bush rangers but their family ancestry ah, is knights templar yes, great. and so they're, they did sort of treading this very fine line between Perfect. yep their moral codes i can i don't think the knights templar were terribly moral they went across to <laughs> no. To, um, well, the, I mean, the Middle East and killed a whole true, bunch of yep. people. But on um, film, they're pretty altruistic, aren't they? Exactly. One of them hides the grail. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, th- there's that sort of element. And maybe they've forgotten this sort of element too. And it's only yeah. when they're called upon because there is a some sort of supernatural event yeah, 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 that's yeah, happening yeah. that it's sort of revealed, hey, you are actually part of this. See, um, I love this because you know what we can do as well. So if we, let's suggest that this group of Templar members doesn't know that they're Templars, really. Exactly, But yeah. they've all individually become bush rangers. Yes. So they're all, like, against the law. They're all distrustful of everyone else. Then suddenly, like, they get a vision. Something comes to them to say, you need to go here. Uh, and so a, a lady in the lake type creature? Yep, exactly. I'm actually, yep. I'm thinking very, so, something in the very, very King Arthur. Yep. Like, you know, the you know the lady in the lake yeah, has yeah. the sword. Yep. Um, Excalibur, this is like a, a six-shooter, sort of like yeah. Smith & Wesson yeah. kind of... Sheila um, in the billabong. <laughs> Can't do Sheila in the Bullabong, um, but yeah, that that sort of that sort of thing. I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and the best thing about this as well is that once they all come together and realize that they're Knights Templar, they still don't trust each other. Oh, we can, I so think, we can play them off against each other yeah. as well. I reckon we just do like almost a straight up retelling of King Arthur, which okay. Has, so it's Knights of the Round Table, yep. rather than Knights Templar, because I think Knights Templar has a whole bunch of religious overtones. I don't really want to get into. Fair enough. Um. So so. Like it's still knights. It's still a group of knights. Yep. They they find that they've got this connection to yep. um, the original King Arthur sort of like story. Yep. And then there's something happening. Yeah. Something. What's this something though? I don't we know. Need, we need something good. Uh, so it's Australia. Yep. Uh, it's it's gold rush. Gold rush. Um, do we go? I mean, it has to be supernatural. So maybe it it's does, like yeah. like a gold spirit. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking something like that, but maybe some sort of spirit of the earth and these people who are digging mines and tunnels, like sort of Balrog esque, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they have to dig pretty deep into the into the earth, and maybe, they sort of okay. So maybe someone unleashed a curse from like the uh, prison boats that sailed to Australia. Okay. Yep. And that curse sort of 
went and discovered gold because gold's its favorite kind of substance. And it just sort of remained underground for a while until people started digging it up. Yeah. And then it angered up, like it got angry. Yeah. So so what what, what becomes of it? Is it then the... Um, it starts uh, unleashing dead miners. Are we doing like an undead zombie yeah, thing? Absolutely. Are we doing ghosty, spirity kind of yep. thing? Are we having golem-type rock kind of monsters? I, I think why not all of them? Oh, exactly. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit worried. We did um, Power Rangers like yep. a long time ago, and there's a scene in the film there where she summons all of the gold from the ground, Rita Repulsa, That's true, yeah. and turns Jeez, it into a giant gold yeah. monster. Yep. I don't, I don't no, want no, to have a repeat do, no, of no, that. No, no, no. We can't do gold monsters because like that's too tangible. Yes. It needs to be supernatural. So it needs to be ghosts we need to have like possessed objects as well so like yeah. the power rangers becomes like an actual monster and that's no fun yeah exactly but if like the gold's possessing things uh possessing so it's almost like the spirit of greed yeah more than actually yeah. that's not too bad that's not bad at all yeah Can it is get, like- it is a, a, an ineffable sort of just <laughs> so- concept that sort of Here's like, what it is. It's the it's the ghost of Ebenezer Scrooge that someone's brought with them. Yeah, some, oh. something along those lines. There there is this this benevolent not benevolent malevolent force yeah. that sort of like it, you can even look back, back through all literature and there's this, this sort of like <laughs> where greed re- rears its ugly right, head. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see this force. In fact, let's like every single uh, story that ha- let, okay, so it's like King Midas. That's yes, all it, about I mean, greed. It is. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, Emperor's new clothes. That's kind of even greedy. Emperor's new yeah. groove. <laughs> even Stella, how Stella got a Walt groove Disney back. as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Walt Disney coming from the future to to, to the past. Um, okay, great. So we're just yeah, it's a collection of. I you know what it's going to be like. So you know how uh, the Knights of the Round Table obviously have how many members? Let's Twelve, say. I think. There oh, are. That's a lot. Yeah. Let's. Let's make it like six. six. Six is a good number. We always do. We always do go. We can't keep track of that many different characters. And, and you we up, can't. We can't even think of twelve actors yeah, to cast. You end up with that Hobbit thing where like all yeah. of, all of the dwarves have to be unique and distinct. I'm like, it's yeah. too many of them. This is why uh, J.R. Tolkien didn't like talk about half of them most of the time in the book because while there was like thirteen of them there, it yeah. didn't matter about half of yeah. them. All they did was give them crazy haircuts. That's the yeah. only way you could tell them apart. Oh, you have a different mustache, and you've got Great. A, a pot on your head, and. You're the fat one. I'm like, oh, leave it, leave it alone. So, what if each each of the six had kind of like an opposite ghost as well? So it's sort of where 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 an com- opposite ghost. See, yeah. I was actually thinking companion ghost. A companion ghost. Yeah, like like they have like a like a, a spirit on there yep. who hovers behind them, giving them yeah, advice. Yeah. And each of them Ooh. has and, and maybe maybe the people who hover behind them are the original Grail Knights. Yeah, uh, of perfect. their ancestors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then and then so yeah, that's like so. Like I'd, sort of like an Obi Wan Kenobi yeah, uh, Force but, Ghost kind of thing. But they yeah. all all have them, and they're, yep. and they're all like sort of like one of them's like Gilead and Gwen, and yep. I I don't really I know don't. I don't know the original <laughs> Grail Knights too well. So we we can then cast six English actors yep. who are the old English yep. knights, yep. Yep. and then and then like the the sort of the uh, the conversations because they can't see each other's ones, they can only yeah. see. And so you have the comedy sort yeah. of comes from um, the relationships better, there as well. Like, has the was the Aussie accent established by that time? Because I mean, if it'd so, ha- it'd have to be, I reckon yeah. like the old English people just wouldn't understand it's- half the things that they're saying. <laughs> uh, okay, great. But um, if now we're th- doing six Australians and six, are we going to cut it down just a little bit? We cut it down to four each, four, four of each. Just make it manageable. <laughs> well, I mean, if we cut it down to three, that's still the original six actors that we true. need to cast. Three is a good number. Three, three's not a bad number. You're going to have a triumvirate of yeah. like you've got your uh, Harry Potter's sort of come in yeah, three. That's not bad. So- 
three uh, musketeers exactly although though there's meant to be like five of them yeah d'artagnan the is, three stooges exactly good things come in threes yeah except when they're not the three ninja turtles after leonardo died <laughs> um exactly <laughs> all right all right so it's three so now we only have to cast three british actors and three australian three actors. australian actors uh, and they need to be up against three like I, I kind of like the ghosts. Again, I'm going back to like Charles Dickens and Ebenezer yep, Scrooge, yep. but like the ghosts of Christmas past. But like if it's the ghosts of Christmas greed or the ghosts, ghosts of past greed, like King Midas. Yeah. Um, who there's there's definitely greedy? an elder statesman who's taken yep. over the body of the guy who runs the mine. Yep. And the guy he, the guy who's running the mine is dead. Yeah. But like the spirit of greed is inhabiting him and yeah, keep yep, going. Yep. So there's that, there's that antagonist character. Yep. And he'll have a, a bunch of little minions who are also sort of dead as yeah, well. Yeah, yep. And we can get the you know the the usual cast of yeah. people to come in like the yep. Dave Bautista who's showed up in um, Hotel Artemis who is the big strong guy he's in everything yeah he's actually very good he's really it, good like, he's yeah, got really such like good comic timing yeah. for, for someone who used to be a pro wrestler I did not expect he's got, that like, have you noticed that every time uh, that the actors coming out of pro wrestling are getting better and better yeah. So it kind of started with, like, I'm sure uh, Steve Austin did some really horrible acting Hulk at some Hogan point. Hulk, oh, Hulk played, Hogan. Played yeah. Father Christmas in, like, okay. a, in a really bad 90s <laughs> film. Um, and then it went to, like, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Pretty good. You yeah, know, he's yeah. got his chops. He's a bit, like, you know... Um, a bit amateurish at times, but, yeah. you know, otherwise fine. And then, yeah, now you've got, like, Dave Portista, who's doing, like, you know... The Blade Runners of the world, and and was like, he in Blade Runner? He was in Blade Runner. I, I didn't yeah. say that. You, I think you forgot one who who did one film and then nothing <laughs> oh, again. Was Rampage Jackson <laughs> was played Mr. T or um, in uh, BA Barakas or whatever yep, in uh, yep. in the A Team remake. Oh man, the remake. Yeah, I forgot um, about that. I think he. Wasn't Liam get, Neeson in that? Liam Neeson wasn't that. Bradley Cooper and the guy from District 9. <laughs> it was such a horrible film. Um, but yeah, I think he may have come from the UFC rather than pro wrestling. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. there's there's an element of showmanship <laughs> in pro wrestling see we were onto something when we started casting like ufc exactly like, <laughs> sports people instead of uh the wwe we know where the talent is exactly all right so let's cast our ghosts then our, our ghosts our, yeah no well hang on let's cast out like antagonist uh, ghosts first. Oh, all right okay so so we need the elder statesman yes. uh, mine owner yep. uh who is the personification of all that is greed yep um, I just want to, I mean, oh man, Liam Neeson's in my head right now, but if Liam Neeson packed on like 20 or 30 kilos and became quite like large and sort of uh, so bulky. I, I didn't need him to be fat controller, Liam Neeson. <laughs> I'm actually, just, just grow, grow a big, just grow a big bu- bushy mutton chops and yeah, I'm perfect. there. Right. I'm there. Yep. And we haven't had Liam Neeson for a while. No, we haven't. Yeah, okay, that, that's great. Yep. And so, he, he's got his offsider, Dave Bautista. Yep. And as his strong man. And as then, his strong man. And who's who's the like the little the salacious crumb sort of like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sort of like like little weedy guy on the side there? Ah, uh, oh, see, I was going to say Steve Buscemi. That's per- I actually quite yeah. like Steve Buscemi. And right. the, he's, I, pr- he's probably a bit like old, old now. He's a bit old, but... But that's, that's not too but, bad. But, I mean, they're ghosts. Exa- they're I mean, old. Exactly. And we, we, we'd normally have to put in, like, all the pallid tones and wrinkles yeah. and stuff like that yep. with makeup. We don't need to. Don't need with, to, yeah. <laughs> it's already built in. It's going to make them transparent. That's pretty easy, right? All right. Okay. And so... Um, <laughs> what we, hang on. We didn't do accent-wise because, like... So, Liam Neeson is Irish. Irish. Uh, yeah. Steve Buscemi is American. Dave Bautista is... I think he's a he's American or you I don't know where he, he's from. I, I'd say he's American. Maybe he's Canad Can- Canadian. Um, <laughs> let me call, call the, the academy. Let me call the academy right now. Uh, the academy is telling me that uh, Dave Bautista is well. He's American. He's 
build from Washington, D.C., from his American wrestling career. He was born in Washington, D.C. Uh, what's his background, I wonder? Ah, oh, here we go. Mother has Greek ancestry, and his father is the son of, a, of Filipino immigrants. Oh, he's one of me. Oh, right. Oh, there yeah. you go. So, um, interesting, interesting, interesting. So, accent. Well, I mean, he's got an American I mean, accent. He does have an American so, accent. Although, I haven't. I very rarely hear him speak with an actual accent. Yeah, he's, he's got just the very slow talking. It was a bit weird, again, in Hotel Artemis. When he says a line, I'm like, where's your weird accent? Or you're, like, <laughs> pretending to be a, a slightly stupid space alien. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to have to get... I mean, do we get accent coaches for all of them? Or I think just, we have to. Yeah. They I need mean, to perfect the... I mean, are they British or are they American? Or are they doing... I mean, Australian. Colonial Australian colonial accent. Australian, which is yeah. somewhere between British and... We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, yeah. But the, the important thing is that our dialect coach get them all to be sort of like pitch perfect because yep. we yep. Re- really need to nail that, that yep. historical accuracy yeah, that yeah. we go for in all of our period piece See, this is great because um, we've now got like big headline actors to be in this Australian film. And you know how what it's like when uh, someone, when an Australian film is made, they'll get like one Hollywood actor, one decent one, and the rest is just Australian or actors. They'll, or they'll never do what they of. did when they made the original Ned Kelly film yep. and get the lead That's singer of the Rolling Stones, <laughs> Mick Jagger, to come across and play Ned <laughs> Kelly. What were they thinking? Oh, dear God. Do, do we take a leaf out of that book? Because we still have to cast our knights and then the ghosts as well. Yeah, I mean, interesting. Mick Jagger, Keith Richards for sure. I mean, he I, absolutely looks like a ghost to him. Mean, yeah. Could he be one of the original knights? I don't want it to be him at all. Because <laughs> all I can think of is it's just how bad it was Pirates. by the time he showed up in Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean. fair enough. Um, um, Paul McCartney was Paul in Paul McCartney too. was in Pirates of the Caribbean 5. It's yeah. just, it hurts my soul so, so it's much. been done to cast I think, like, rock stars. I like more so would rather cast like the John Cleases of the world as, oh, yeah. as like, like some the, co- like comedic uh, yeah. elder statesman. Do we, I mean, do we go for the Pythons? I mean, we could, I mean, it's probably a bit too on the nose with like the, the Holy Grail. They also did, um, the Pythons role did this film with, uh, Simon Pegg recently. It was a comedy film. It was look, it looked like a bit of a remake of Bruce Almighty. So basically like aliens bestow, uh, Simon Pegg with like all these amazing superpowers and all the aliens were, played by the pythons okay um it was just their voices and i think robin williams played like simon Pegg's dog as well it was a horrible film like oh, right. it was a really bad film so i'm wondering if we'd be stepping on the same toes yeah, if we let's, cast let's the take pythons. A step i still want funny english people yep um stephen fry stephen fry would be a good one yep. hugh laurie let's get those two back together and uh why not just get emma thompson, emma thompson? Just get yeah, Footlights. Perfect. They're, yeah. they're the three yep um, uh, original Grail uh, knights, yep. and I get they're they're both they're all brilliant actors in their own right, yep. and they can easily have funny repertoire. Yeah, uh, uh, perfect. Uh, Repete, repertoire, repertoire, uh, repertoire. Yeah, yeah, but they also have a funny repertoire. Yes, they do. Um, uh, with uh, with whoever our three Australian actors are. Oh yes, we have to. We do have to cast. Well, again, three I just can't actors. get Kate Blanchett out of my head. Um, but I mean, do we? Oh, uh, yeah. We she's could it, have. She was in. We watched um, the Ocean's Eight trailer again yep. today on the new one. Yep. We watched Mowgli, Mowgli and yeah. she was in both of those. Yep. And again, the trailer's not worth talking <laughs> about. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, let's cast Kate Blanchett. I want her as lead. Oh, absolutely. I, um, I haven't seen her in a lead role for a little while, um, and I also want to see her as a lead in a big action film. I know she was in. Thor Ragnarok yes. recently, which I haven't seen, but I know she's not playing the main character because no, her not. name's not Thor. Um, 
So, so do we pair her with Emma Thompson or do we pair her with one of the I others? I think it doesn't matter. I think we should just pair her with whoever we feel like is a good match for her in terms of... I, I really think Emma Thompson's probably right, the best great. match for that For that, anyway. Yep. All right, who's the Australian, a young Australian... Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Who, who fits that... <laughs> Jim Jeffries? Oh, God. Or is, is that Jim Jeffries? Who is Jim Jeffries? Yeah. He's an Australian comedian who he goes on big rants about American gun laws. He's very, very funny and tells a very good story. Yep. But he swears too much. Okay. Um, like, <laughs> That's okay. You know, they got um, Lewis Black, who is like a, uh, you know, ranty comedian from New York, to play the anger in, in Pixar's Up. Like, if Pixar can <laughs> wrangle Lewis Black, I'm pretty sure we can wrangle Jim Jeffries. The thing is, he's not that young. He was born in 77. Yeah. I mean, when he's, was Kate Blanchett born, though? This like is good, that, a good point, actually. Um, uh, these are, I mean, I, I quite like them being grizzled, um, like bush rangers at sort of the end of their tether. Yep. They're like, yep. we've been doing this for too long. Yep. And then they get this sort of like calling. Yep. Um, All right. So Jim Jeffries is our Australian... Uh, Stephen Fry. Yeah, he would not get along with Stephen Fry at all. I love, <laughs> no. I love the fact that Stephen Fry shows up as his sort of like ghost. <laughs> yeah, conscious. you know what? Because like the ghost of Stephen, like Stephen Fry as ghost, can just be really exasperated at exactly. his like at his descendant, and he's just like, what the what the <laughs> yes. bleeping bleep you doing? Exactly. Um, and then finally we have the Australian equivalent of Hugh Laurie. Of Hugh Laurie. So someone who Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. That's an interesting one. That's interesting. Because um, uh, they're both good at accents. Isla a, Fisher does a really good... Any of the good... Worthingtons? Yeah. No, but they're not good at American accents. The thing with Hugh Laurie is that well, he's like... A f- he's... They're not doing American accents. No, no, no. no but it's just like... Because Hugh Laurie in real life oh, is right. really good at doing an American accent, I just want an actor who's also good at accents as well. And I don't think the Worthingtons are that good at it. But, but the issue is like, it's so irrelevant. It doesn't make any sense No, it doesn't. It makes no sense. So... What's what's the criteria then? Who does a good American? Uh, um, I um, who is an Australian that does a good American accent? Well, that's a good uh, good question. Jason, I don't know Jason. his name. Who's the guy from Everest and uh, the King Kong? Uh, Dawn of the Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He's in one of those ones. Oh goodness me! Um... Allow me to contact the Academy. Are you thinking of Jason Clark? Jason Clark would be. He also playing a New Zealand actor, playing a New Zealand character in the Everest film. Is he New Zealander in the film? No, he's he's from Queensland. No, I mean I know he's from Queensland. Are you saying Everest? He's meant to be playing a New Zealand based character. Yeah. And who's he playing in Terminator Genesis? Also a New Zealand robot hunter. Yes, uh, yes, Jason Clark, who yeah was in the horrible Terminator Four, whatever it was. Yeah, Genesis. Term- Terminator um, Genesis. Yeah, he's, um, I, he's quite a good actor. I quite like him, yeah. and, and also did not realize he was Australian because he puts on a good American accent. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. He was in Zero Dark Thirty as well, and yeah. White House Down. Yeah, yeah, he's perfect. So, what's his relationship then with um, with Hugh Laurie's Grey All Night character? Uh, as in, we need to have like a like, I mean, tenuous the, connection the, in the, the real the, world. The, or? Like, I mean, the Emma Thompson, um, Kate Blanchett, I think, is very stern and serious, and yep. here's your path, and you must follow it. The Stephen Fry, um, Jim Jeffries is Jim Jeffries is a lout, oh, yeah, and yep, Stephen yep. Fry is like so prim and proper that like yeah, yeah. they just don't get along. What's like what's Jason Clark's character and what's Hugh Laurie's character and how is that um, should it how be does that like play out? adherence to uh, the code? Like the Bush Rangers code? Because when when I thought about Isla Fisher, I'm just sort of like you could have like 
Hugh Laurie could possibly have played like a bit of a dandy knight. Like he's a bit sort of like, uh, like, and, so, not, okay. and then, and, then Isla, and like he gets along really well with Isla Fisher <laughs> for like really weird reasons. We are probably going a bit too comedy now. A little like, bit. There's like uh, casting like this sort of guys, like, which is why I was sort of stepping away from a little bit. Yep. But like, it, do we keep that sort of like foppishness to Hugh Laurie's so. night? Let's give him. And and, yeah. and and how does how does Jason Clark? Is he very gruff? Yep. Um, a hundred percent. Yep. So it's, it's almost it's <laughs> almost the same as almost the opposite. Like yeah. like he just doesn't listen. Yeah. It's like almost maybe the entire time he just pretends he can't even see Hugh Laurie at all. Yeah, that's and, great. And, and yeah. Hugh, Hugh Laurie's knights just like giving him advice and the guy just doesn't. Yeah. And like, he's like and at the end like, at the end Jason Clark just cracks. Yeah. And he's just like I've been. Ignoring you for four years. And <laughs> so, like, Hugh Laurie is sort of always there, like, waving at him, going, Hello, yeah, can, hello. You, can you see me? Can you hear me? And uh, Jason Clark. Jason Clark is just, like, sternly ignoring him the entire time. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, Stephen Fry and Jim Jeffries are just, like, constantly at war with each other yeah. because, like, Stephen Fry's just like, How the hell did. I spawn you like <laughs> four centuries late or however yeah, long yeah. later it was. And uh, Kate Blanchett and... Um, I mean, that's that's the real story driving yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's lots of sort of character reveals in there um, about uh, yeah, about lots of things that yeah. we can do. And that, that we're not trying to draw comedy out of yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And those those two um, actors can sort of really pull off that yeah. sort of serious vehicle to sort of yeah. really drive the story forward. Yep. And then you have the, the sort of so um, I, slightly I, comedic offsiders. We need a great like um, horror moment as well where they I reckon like where they just possess each other's bodies oh right okay yeah. we, gotta, we can't remember we can't forget the like critical part of this film which is like out there horror as well um, so I reckon like yeah a bit of like body swapping um, almost like Freaky Friday but really establish the freaky part of it instead of the yeah. Friday part um, and what else could we do that's sort of out there horror wise I mean lots of I think just dead miner zombies coming out from yeah, like the yeah, tunnels yep. and having like some sort of Jump like last end stuff, yeah. uh, shoot down yep. um, oh, what, are, what are all the other action zombies like yeah I don't know is there any like specific like Australian animals that could sort of like go feral that they'd have to fight I mean, or dingo comes to mind even though that's not yeah, really not an Australian really animal big sort of like yeah that's kangaroos yeah, possibly They're zombie kangaroos. Or, no, I was thinking something giant and flying, like a sort of dragon esque. If oh, you're yeah. sort of like trying to go for like that knight versus, but I can't really yep. think of anything. So that's emus basically, and they don't yeah. fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely like horror-y moments like that, yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of, yep. um, and action horror too. Not necessarily jump scare. Yep. you know, alone in a dark room and yeah. some sort of vampire kind of guy comes beside More you, like, like they do in down a dark yeah, hall. Yeah, and it's so obvious the moment the camera pans to, to the, the right. right yeah. I'm like, there's a vampire to your left. Yeah. Like, I can tell because of the camera Absolutely. movement. So you're thinking more like a Saw-esque kind of... Uh... <laughs> if we, if we could, it's not, that's not bad, though, because, yeah. like, there's lots of um, those sort of, uh, you know, uh, convict prisoner chains, yeah. sort of like... And, like, if if somewhere in the middle of the film they get locked up in the yeah, in yeah, a yep. convoluted trap where they have yep. to, you know, where learn like, a life lesson by mol- hacking off their own hand. Molten gold is filling up the room and <laughs> they have to figure oh, don't out talk about molten gold. You've got me thinking of the, the, <laughs> the Hobbit. Hobbit yeah. Oh, man, that's such a horrible sequence. But we'll do it better. 
We'll yeah. do it better. Yeah. We don't even have a dragon in our film and we're going to do the molten yeah. gold scene much better than they See, did. The scene that I like better with molten gold is yep. from Game of Thrones where they... Do tell. They, like, it's to kill a guy. They're like, if you're a king, here's your crown and they just pour molten oh, gold great, all over his head. Oh, that's great because that's exactly what I was going to think. Like, somehow, yeah. like, injecting gold into the veins of one of them as yeah. well and then having to, like, hack off their own hand or something to stop the gold from spreading. I tell you something else, and I, I love this story so much. Yep. And I love all the characters that were created. I love the scene. Yep. What they did in um, uh, The Sisters Brothers yep. is they had uh, a soundtrack, Tainted yeah. Love. Yeah. Which is, uh, I, I only really know the soft soul version from the 80s, yeah. but apparently there's an older version. So you have this anachronistic soundtrack. Yep. And I really want to do this for this oh, film Oh, yeah, like well. a Baz Luhrmann style. Yeah. You know, and I did it for Great Gatsby and sort of did all these like um, new age R&B numbers yeah. as well yeah. sort of done up with a 50s so, uh, remix again if we're going Australian yep what do we go because well, again the, the band that comes to mind and we can't do it but yep. I'd love to <laughs> what the Wiggles <laughs> <laughs> and just do like <laughs> Nick Cave does the Wiggles yes. covers hot potato hot potato ah uh, yeah and then Dorothy yep. the dinosaur is, is one of the monsters <laughs> they have to fight see um, the thing is like the Wiggles have international clout as well they're exactly. really big in America so this is perfect like this is the Australian film that's going to go places this is going to be the next Crocodile Dundee exactly and, and, and like when these and these, far less racist as well Captain Feathersword like actually and like oh, again yeah, yeah. his name's Feathersword and he has a Feathersword in the kids thing yeah. but when he shows up he's like a dark <laughs> wait, hang on, so, wait, 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 captain you're putting the wiggles in the film as well no because the songs are about things like Captain Feathersword oh, okay, yeah. so they have to tie in some way right. it's like Dorothy the Dinosaur yeah. maybe you know if we want to do a big climactic scene with a monster yep. we do some sort of like um, uh, the in the mines they've dug up some sort of like fossilized yeah, 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 thing yeah. and yep. so they're fighting like a giant and it just repossesses because there's ghosts exactly involved, so like the skeleton and comes to life and it's like yeah kind of like how Loch Ness has the sort of nickname of Nessie yeah um, the nickname for this thing is Dorothy I don't know how it t- how are you going to justify hot potato yeah. in this song in I mean the- they're, they're just sitting around the campfire oh, eating potatoes yeah. what, what else is on the matter cold spaghetti cold spaghetti <laughs> they get on a giant um, uh, crimson train <laughs> toot toot chugga chugga big, big red, red car, car. <laughs> um, yeah and I, I, I really want to commission Nick Cave in the bad scenes oh, we have to, to do There's like, like Super slow, yeah, super yeah, grim yeah. versions of yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> he's done some great versions of pop songs as well. So exactly. I, like he could absolutely knock it out of the park. Um, this is <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> what a what a triumphant return to Australian cinema for us. Um, but it's not. I, I really think the best thing about that yep. is it. It is so quintessentially Australian, but yep. it has such an international market exactly, as well. Yeah, like. You know, I can just see this doing incredibly well in yeah. Hollywood, yep. and people going, "Oh yeah, you know what? This yeah. is the you know the, the this is why we love Australian films. Yep. It's because they they dare to do these big bold uh, sweeping things, exactly. But also do things that we recognize, <laughs> like have have bands like the Wiggles <laughs> and and actors yeah. that and uh, also, that we know, and also add levity in there because it's yeah, just exactly. the world is a funny place. All right, now the one thing we need before we oh, see God. before we see it lit up in lights in uh, a theater in Los Angeles is. A title. You know what I liked is the week where we came up with the title first yeah. and then we came up with the film because <laughs> we'll the movie title is just so hard. Yeah, it's it's very difficult. And I know we make it sound easy when you listen to our podcast, yeah. but I assure you it it's is, not. It is so heavily edited. <laughs> All right, let, let's break it down. It's it's about gold. It's about yep. greed. It's yep. about the grail. Yep. Um, All right, how about we do our two-word thing? Oh, we could do that. We could do that. Is there any any sort of plays on words like night, um, 
Uh, Nighttime. <laughs> um, grail. Greedy, greedy Grail Gold. Greed. Um, golden. Golden Age. We could just call it the Golden Age. The Golden and then, Age, and yeah. And then, and then um, Kate Blanchett can be in two films called Golden <laughs> Age. Um, uh, uh, okay. I see. I didn't mind Golden Age. That's so. Yeah, nice. It's not too bad. Again, but, but I mean, when like, it's when she's already been a film called Elizabeth Golden Age, it's kind of a true. Bit, yeah. People will think it's some kind of weird spiritual sequel to it. You know. Okay. So you know the kind of films I like um, that involve gold. I remember like uh, City Slickers two. The yeah. The Curse of Curse of Lucky's Gold. Lucky's Gold. Are we are we doing a colon uh i don't really like the i reckon we can come up with no like no, no. A, i think we just have like the second part of it you know how like it's the curse oh, of lucky's gold yeah like that needs to be the name of the film oh really because I, I was thinking more like um glimmering dirt <laughs> um and like two two words just ba-bow. all that glimmers is hell yeah okay well i mean the thing we're missing a little bit is the 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 grail knight yep. aspect yep um uh, quest? No. Well, I mean, like, we hang on. It's. I think we need to play on the Knights Templar. No, it's not the Knights. The Knights is a round table. Yeah. So maybe we just need to play on that round table. The ten. The like the. Actually, if yeah, we kept it with Templar, could it have just yeah. been the Templar gang? It's it's something like it's something along those lines. The Knights right? gang. The, again, the Grail gang just sounds stupid. It does. Gold Golden gang. Um, <laughs> sounds but, like. Yeah, I like I like gang. Gang's yeah. definitely in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and now we need a single word that says gold, that says uh, knights, and <laughs> says... Uh, Wealth? Uh, prosperity? Yeah. There's a book called The True History of the Kelly Gang, and I quite like yep. that format of like the true history yeah, of I the... Yeah, I do too. The assassination of Jesse James yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yep. So what, what we can do that's a little bit the true history of, like yep. um, the untold story of the... Um, something gang the untold story of the round table gang or something like something yeah. something along those lines the untold story of the uh, of the round table gang the Three. golden age of the round table gang golden age i still like i like the the idea that there's like it's sort of like suggesting it's based on historical events yep um um tale what if we just call it i'll tell you the tale of the round table gang perfect and that's like the name of the film i love it I actually really like I that. I like that. Yeah. I I think that's it. I'll tell you the tale, tale of, of the, the round table, table gang. gang. That sounds great. That I sounds like, like there's so much promise in that title. And like it should be like a dot 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 at the end as well. Like yeah. an ellipsis. Um because yeah, it just invites like, oh. Yeah, come on in. Come on in, yeah. Come on into this horror-filled <laughs> western set in Australia <laughs> filled with ghosts and gold and greed. It's perfect. I really like this. I do too. All right. I think that's it. I, I think, think we've got is. the name of the film and therefore I think that's a wrap. Uh, any housekeeping this week, AJ? Yes, housekeeping as per usual. We are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, some bios of us, and of course, Mephwizawadada, our database of films. I think the biggest news with housekeeping as well is we're going to push back the release schedule to a Friday. We are, yes. It gives a couple of extra days for editing, yep. a couple of extra days for... Um, film clues and things like that Indeed. Uh, still weekly still coming at you again the last few I think have been sort of Wednesday, Thursday or Friday depending on yep. um, how much editing needs That's to right. be done which judging by how long that film title took us to come up with <laughs> quite a lot this week AJ I do apologise for that that's quite alright I as a busy film producer do have a lot of things to do in my weekly uh <laughs> 
weekly workload. So, uh, yes, a little bit of extra editing time is always welcome. Um, we are on Facebook. Search for Movie Film Studios and join the community where, as Isaac just mentioned, we post up uh, emoji clues as to the trailers that we've watched in the upcoming episode. Uh, these are going to be... Ooh, yeah, the sisters, brothers might be... There's, there's definitely emojis for sisters and brothers. Yep. There's definitely emojis for hotels and I believe... Artemis is a Greek god with a bow and arrow, so that could work. Sure. And then I've just got the the get out of jail free card with a Google Translate <laughs> when I when I run out of ideas. Yep. Um. So I think we'll be right this week. Yeah. It's just a matter of will people guess them. Yeah. And if you guess them, we'll I don't know mention you on this podcast or yeah. put you on a list somewhere. Or I'm, I'm definitely doing a leaderboard. Just yep. got to get someone to get one right, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll award them points, and I'll be top of the leaderboard. Yes. Do you want movie film studio points? Then uh, exactly, which you can then redeem for credit on before the word Exactly. You can't. It's not real a real platform you can, but that's a problem you can do it so like you, we'll give you valueless credits that you can't spend on anything it's, yep. it's all it all the economy still works that's right yeah um, great um we're on twitter for various reasons and we are obviously on itunes podbean and any other place that you happen to get podcasts from and i think that's it all that remains is to thank you once again for listening this week i've been isaac and i've been aj roll credits 